Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kevod Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Saturday, November 11th. It is prophesied in the book of Amos that in the last days there would be a famine in the land. Not a famine for food, but a famine for the word of God, as it is written in Amos 8, 11 and 12. Behold, the days come, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea and from the north, even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. Even in the days of Joseph there were seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. He had stored up grain for the seven years of famine. The Daily Audio Torah is your storehouse where you can get grain. It is twenty minutes every day of pure scripture flowing out, living manna to feed your spirit. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Brit Hadashah. Today we finish up the Torah portion, Kayai Sarah, and it means Life of Sarah. Genesis 25, 12-18 This is the account of the family of Ishmael, the son of Abraham, through Hagar, Sarah's Egyptian servant. Here is a list by their names and clans of Ishmael's descendants. The oldest was Nebioth, followed by Kedar, Adbiel, Mibsam, Mishma, Duma, Masa, Hadad, Tima, Jetur, Nafish, and Kadima. These twelve sons of Ishmael became the founders of twelve tribes named after them, listed according to the places they settled and camped. Ishmael lived for 137 years. Then he breathed his last and joined his ancestors in death. Ishmael's descendants occupied the region from Havilah to Shur, which is east of Egypt in the direction of Asher. There they lived in open hostility toward all their relatives. Ezekiel 23, 1-49 This message came to me, Ezekiel, from the Lord. Son of man, once there were two sisters who were daughters of the same mother. They became prostitutes in Egypt. Even as young girls, they allowed men to fondle their breasts. The older girl was named Oholah, and her sister was Oholibah. I married them, and they bore me sons and daughters. 
I am speaking of Samaria and Jerusalem, for Oholah is Samaria, and Oholibah is Jerusalem. Then Oholah lusted after other lovers instead of me, and she gave her love to the Assyrian officers. They were all attractive young men, captains and commanders, dressed in handsome blue charioteers driving their horses. And so she prostituted herself with the most desirable men of Assyria, worshipping their idols and defiling herself. For when she left Egypt, she did not leave her spirit of prostitution behind. She was still as lewd as in her youth, when the Egyptians slept with her, fondled her breasts, and used her as a prostitute. And so I handed her over to her Assyrian lovers, whom she desired so much. They stripped her, took away her children as their slaves, and then killed her. After she received her punishment, her reputation was known to every woman in the land. Yet, even though Oholiba saw what happened to Ohola, her sister, she followed right in her footsteps, and she was even more depraved, abandoning herself to her lust and prostitution. She fawned over all the Assyrian officers. Those captains and commanders in handsome uniforms, those charioteers driving their horses, all of them attractive young men. I saw the way she was going, defiling herself just like her older sister. Then she carried her prostitution even further. She fell in love with pictures that were painted on a wall, pictures of Babylonian military officers outfitted in striking red uniforms. Handsome belts encircled their waists, and flowing turbans crowned their heads. They were dressed like chariot officers from the land of Babylonia. When she saw these paintings, she longed to give herself to them. So she sent messengers to Babylonia to invite them to come to her. So they came and committed adultery with her, defiling her in the bed of love. After being defiled, however, she rejected them in disgust. In the same way, I became disgusted with Oholiba and rejected her, just as I had rejected her sister, because she flaunted herself before them and gave herself to satisfy their lusts. Yet she turned to even greater prostitution, remembering her youth when she was a prostitute in Egypt. She lusted after lovers with genitals as large as a donkey's and emissions like those of a horse. And so, Oholiba, you relived your former days as a young girl in Egypt when you first allowed your breasts to be fondled. Therefore, Oholiba, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, I will send your lovers against you from every direction, those very nations from which you turned away in disgust. For the Babylonians will come with all the Chaldeans from Pekod and Shoah and Koah and all the Assyrians will come with them. Handsome young captains, commanders, chariot officers, and other high-ranking officials, all riding their horses, they will all come against you from the north with chariots, wagons, and a great army prepared for attack. They will take up positions on every side, surrounding you with men armed with shields and helmets. 
and I will hand you over to them for punishment so they can do with you as they please. I will turn my jealous anger against you, and they will deal harshly with you. They will cut off your nose and ears, and any survivors will then be slaughtered by the sword. Your children will be taken away as captives, and everything that is left will be burned. They will strip you of your beautiful clothes and jewels. In this way, I will put a stop to the lewdness and prostitution you brought from Egypt. You will never again cast longing eyes on those things or fondly remember your time in Egypt. For this is what the Sovereign Lord says, I will surely hand you over to your enemies, to those you loathe, those you rejected. They will treat you with hatred and rob you of all your own, leaving you stark naked. The shame of your prostitution will be exposed to all the world. You brought all this on yourself by prostituting yourself to other nations, defiling yourself with all their idols. Because you have followed in your sister's footsteps, I will force you to drink the same cup of terror that she drank. Yes, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. You will drink from your sister's cup of terror, a cup that is large and deep. It is filled to the brim with scorn and derision. Drunkenness and anguish will fill you, for your cup is filled to the brim with distress and desolation, the same cup your sister Samaria drank. You will drain that cup of terror to the very bottom. Then you will smash it to pieces and beat your breast in anguish. I, the Sovereign Lord, have spoken. And because you have forgotten me and turned your back on me, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. You must bear the consequences of all your lewdness and prostitution. The Lord said to me, Son of man, you must accuse Oholah and Oholibah of all their detestable sins. They have committed both adultery and murder. Adultery by worshiping idols and murder by burning as sacrifices the children they bore to me. Furthermore, they have defiled my temple and violated my Sabbath day. On the very day that they sacrificed their children to their idols, they boldly came into my temple to worship. They came in and defiled my house. You sisters sent messengers to distant lands to get men. Then, when they arrived, you bathed yourselves, painted your eyelids, and put on your finest jewels for them. You sat with them on a beautifully embroidered couch and put my incense and my special oil on a table that was spread before you. From your room came the sound of many men carousing. They were lustful men and drunkards from the wilderness, who put bracelets on your wrists and beautiful crowns on your heads. Then I said, if they really want to have sex with old, worn-out prostitutes like these, let them. And that is what they did. They had sex with Oholah and with Oholibah, these shameless prostitutes. But righteous people will judge these sister cities for what they really are, adulterers and murderers. Now this is what the Sovereign Lord says, Bring an army against them and hand them over to be terrorized and plundered. 
for their enemies will stone them and kill them with swords. They will butcher their sons and daughters and burn their homes. In this way, I will put an end to lewdness and idolatry in the land, and my judgment will be a warning to all women not to follow your wicked example. You will be fully repaid for all your prostitution, your worship of idols. Yes, you will suffer the full penalty. Then you will know that I am the Sovereign Lord. Hebrews 10, 18-39 And when sins have been forgiven, there is no need to offer any more sacrifices. And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Yeshua. By his death, Yeshua opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. And since We have a great high priest who rules over God's house. Let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting Him. For our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Yeshua's blood to make us clean, and our bodies have been washed with pure water. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope that we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works, and let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Dear friends, if we deliberately continue sinning after we have received knowledge of the truth, There is no longer any sacrifice that will cover these sins. There is only the terrible expectation of God's judgment and the raging fire that will consume his enemies. For anyone who refused to obey the law of Moses was put to death without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Just think how much worse the punishment will be for those who have trampled on the Son of God, and have traded the blood of the covenant which he made us holy, as if it were common and unholy, and have insulted and disdained the Holy Spirit who brings God's mercy to us. For we know the one who said, I will take revenge, I will pay them back. He also said, The Lord will judge his own people. It is a terrible thing to fall into the hands of of the living God. Think back on those early days when you first learned about Yeshua. Remember how you remained faithful, even though it meant terrible suffering. Sometimes you were exposed to public ridicule and were beaten, and sometimes you helped others who were suffering the same things. You suffered along with those who were thrown into jail and when all you owned was taken from you, you accepted it with joy. You knew there were better things waiting for you that will last forever. So do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it will bring you. Patient endurance is what you need now, 
so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised. For in just a little while, the coming one will come and not delay, and my righteous ones will live by faith. But I will take no pleasure in anyone who turns away. But we are not like those who turn away from God to their own destruction. We are the faithful ones whose souls will be saved. Psalm 109, 1-31 O God, whom I praise, don't stand silent and aloof, while the wicked slander me and tell lies about me. They surround me with hateful words and fight against me for no reason. I love them, but they try to destroy me with accusations even as I am praying for them. They repay evil for good and hatred for my love. They say, Get an evil person to turn against him. Send an accuser to bring him to trial. When his case comes up for judgment, let him be pronounced guilty. Count his prayers as sins. Let his years be few. Let someone else take his position. May his children become fatherless and his wife a widow. May his children wander as beggars and be driven from their ruined homes. May creditors seize his entire estate, and strangers take all he has earned. Let no one be kind to him, let no one pity his fatherless children. May all his offspring die, may his family name be blotted out in a single generation. May the Lord never forget the sins of his fathers. May his mother's sins never be erased from the record. May the Lord always remember those sins, and may his name disappear from human memory. For he refused all kindness to others. He persecuted the poor and the needy, and he hounded the brokenhearted to death. He loved to curse others. Now you curse him. He never blessed others. Now don't you bless him. Cursing is as natural to him as his clothing, or the water he drinks, or the rich food he eats. Now may his curses return and cling to him like clothing. May they be tied around him like a belt. May those curses become the Lord's punishment for my accusers who speak evil of me. But deal well with me, O Sovereign Lord, for the sake of your own reputation. Rescue me, because you are so faithful and good. For I am poor and needy, and my heart is full of pain. I am fading like a shadow at dusk. I am brushed off like a locust. My knees are weak from fasting, and I am skin and bones. I am a joke to people everywhere. When they see me, they shake their heads in scorn. Help me, O Lord my God, save me because of your unfailing love. Let them see that this is your doing, that you yourself have done it, Lord. Then let them curse me if they like, but you will bless me. When they attack me, they will be disgraced, but I, your servant, will go right on rejoicing. May my accusers be clothed with disgrace. May their humiliation cover them like a cloak. But I will give repeated thanks to the Lord, praising Him to everyone, 
for he stands beside the needy, ready to save them from those who condemn them. Proverbs 27.13 Get security from someone who guarantees a stranger's debt. Get a deposit if he does it for foreigners. I want to speak to you today from our reading from Ezekiel chapter 23. And in this chapter, we learn of two sisters, Ohalah and Ohaliba. And the scripture defines right there for us who these two sisters are. Ohalah is Samaria or Shamron, or in today's politically correct terms, the West Bank. It's the northern kingdom, the ten tribes of the north, that rebelled against the house of David, against Judah, and and the kingdom was split into two. So Ohalah is the northern kingdom, the non-Jewish part of the nation of Israel. And Ohaliba is Jerusalem. This would be the southern kingdom, also known as the house of Judah. And so the scriptures describe for us in Ezekiel 23 how both of these sisters are like prostitutes. And in the eyes of the Lord, spiritual idolatry, chasing after other idols of the heart, is the same as adultery. And it's treacherous and it is betrayal. And it describes in great detail how both of these sisters go into prostitution and harlotry and chasing after other lovers. And then it goes on to say in verse 32, yes, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. You will drink from your sister's cup of terror. And this is spoken to Ohaliba. A cup that is large and deep, a cup of terror. It is filled to the brim with scorn and derision. Verse 34, you will drain that cup of terror to the very bottom, and then you will smash it to pieces and beat your breast in anguish. I, the Sovereign Lord, have spoken. And I couldn't but help to think about the recent events on October the 7th, the horrible, horrific, heinous massacre and slaughter of 1,400 Jewish people by the Hamas terrorists that came across the border. Um, burning people alive, brutalizing them, beheading them, raping them, taking some to be captives. And these are not soldiers. These are citizens on their Shabbat morning that this all happened. Talk about drinking from the cup of terror. And what Ohaliba and Ohalah, both of them were caught up in, was spiritual adultery, worship of idols, idols of the heart. So now I want to play a short clip for you, coming from Jeremy Gampel, and he is speaking to this war that Israel is now engaged in, and he's speaking to the fact of, we need to go inward. We need to deal with idols in our own heart, and how important it is to go inward right now before you deal with the outward enemies out there. First, you must deal with the sin inside. So I'm going to play this short clip from Jeremy Gimpel, and then we'll come back. But what did Gideon do? What did he do before he went out to war? He first cleaned up the idolatry within himself. 
He first cleaned up his own camp. He looked inside, and that's really what Israel needs to do now. Israel needs to look inside and clean up our own idols before we think we can really go out to war. Now, I want to tell you guys a story. There was a family here, members of our fellowship from Ohio, and they came to visit us on the farm. And he said, I want you to know that the other day I went up to the Temple Mount and I was walking around Jerusalem and the Temple Mount was so powerful for me. And I want you to know that as I walked around Jerusalem, I didn't see a city of righteousness. And you're called to be God's people. And Jerusalem is called to be a city of righteousness. And I just saw a lot of Los Angeles in Jerusalem. I saw a lot of New York in Jerusalem. You know, you're God's chosen people, chosen to build God's kingdom, and Jerusalem is his capital. And right now, Jerusalem is not what it should be. And I really took that to heart. And I think that Israel now has a lot of tshuva that we need to do. Because obviously, everything that's happening to us is happening for us. And so a lot of things are happening. Thousands of Jews are leaving Israel now. All those people that were protesting against the judicial reform, and they were sort of secular, nihilist, not really Jewish in their identity, and they wanted Israel to be some sort of Hebrew-speaking Canada, they're all leaving the country. Because if you don't believe in God, you don't believe in the Torah, why would you be here putting your life at risk with these genocidal Hamas terrorists and sending your children into the army? And at the same time, over 200,000 Israelis have flown into the war zone to try to enlist in the army, that have tried to make Aliyah, that are trying to volunteer here. And so imagine what a sifting process is happening. Those that are leaving and those that are coming. And so an internal process is happening here within the people of Israel. It's like a sifting process. I think it is the prophet Malachi that says that we're going to be refined like gold and silver. The way you refine gold and silver is you put it in the fire. And then the impurities fall away. And then finally, pure gold comes out. And so Israel right now, if we really see, um, try to see the world with, you know, Messiah eyes, that we're being put in the fire now and a refinement is happening. But we need to refine ourselves in this process. Like we will not be able to go out to war 300 people against a nation or David against Goliath until we clean out the idols inside us. When we read the word of God, it is like looking in the mirror and it exposes the thoughts and the intents of our heart. It exposes our own sin. And as Jeremy Gimpel of the Land of Israel Fellowship has so beautifully described for us, it is time for God's people to go inward and to begin to repent of the idols of the heart. What is an idol of the heart? Anything that we look to and trust in and rely upon to take care of us, to meet our needs, other than the God of Israel. So it can be a spouse. It can be a 401k. It can be a house, a mortgage. It can be a family. It can be a bank account. Whatever it is that we, we trust in or look to for our provision and care, other than God himself. So Abba, we come to you and we no longer want to be in the role of Ohaliba or Ohala. 
We do not want to be prostitutes and harlots, chasing after other lovers, chasing after idols of the heart. Abba, we are broken before you. We, we want to be cleansed on the inside. We want the stench and the stain and the smell of harlotry to be washed off of us. Please wash us with the washing of the water of your word. Cleanse us and purify us on the inside, O Lord. Forgive us for the times when we have chased after these other idols of the heart in the world, when we've put other things to be more important than you. Oh, Yeshua, we turn to you with all of our heart. We look, we cry out to you. We ask that you would clean us on the inside, that you will topple and take down any and all idols of the heart inside of us. Lord, we truly do want to renew and come back to the marriage covenant that you made with Israel at Mount Sinai, and then you renewed or you made new, you made a new covenant with your people at the death at the cross. You gave us a new covenant. We come into that covenant fresh today. We want to be your betrothed. We want to be pure and clean and innocent before you. We want to be completely faithful unto you, Yeshua, the lover of our soul. We love you, we bless you, and we praise you. In Yeshua's name, amen. Adonai Vish Mareka Yeah Adonai Anavilaka Vikuneka Isa Adonai Anav Ileka Vayaseh Leka Leka The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.